a Radio 191 FM podcast. Radio 191 FM, the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. That was Sarah Mary Chadwick's brand new track, uh, Confetti. Joining me on the phone now is Sarah. Are you there, Sarah? I am. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we totally did. Uh, and this is why everything goes smoothly all the time on radio. Uh, so, <laughs> kia ora, good morning. Uh, you're, you're on the Otago Museum Breakfast Show on Radio 191 FM. Joining me on the phone right now is Sarah Mary Chadwick. Sarah, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. Not, at, not a problem. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for your patience. This morning, everything is going totally according to plan and everything's fine. Uh, so, probably about eight minutes ago now, we just played uh, a track off your new album, The Queen Who Stole the Sky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is released today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, now, the the album is... Mm. Can you help me understand it? Is If it was... And you so just explained it, was, it to me when we went live. It was uh, commissioned by the city of Melbourne? Yes, I think so. They basically got in in the city this huge, uh, in the Melbourne Town Hall, there's this big, oh, I think it's like 147 years, according years to Wikipedia. But um, so they've got this huge instrument, and it's like kind of like Phantom of the Opera style, like, you know, like you sit up in a mezzanine and it's like four stories tall but i think up until well, historically i think it's mostly used by um either students or oldies that go in you know like kind of church kind of players yeah and, and i think basically what they're trying to do so um this guy miles brown that i've known kind of peripherally from music stuff for a wee while he um curates that room or whatever and i think they're trying to get it a little bit more contemporary to get, I guess, you know, like super young people like myself <laughs> to um, to play on it. And so it's used for more, yeah, I guess for more contemporary style music as opposed to like either classical or student stuff. Um, yeah, so it's kind of part of the project. So they got me in, and I think it was three months to write um, just a body of work kind of on and for that instrument. And then kind of culminating in a performance that was at the end of that. Um, and yeah, it was really, it was pretty intimidating in that it's a huge instrument. Like, I was quite surprised by how daunting it was. But then also, I mean, I kind of just did what I normally do on like a bigger scale. And um, no, I'm really, I'm really pleased with how it came out, actually. Yeah, that was good. It was a good thing to do. Yeah, the images of the instrument... Uh, yeah, intimidating is is a perfect word for it because it looks about four stories tall. Um, yeah, there's, there's even like a bathroom and like a shower and like a toilet and stuff like in one of the rooms in the back of it. Like it's that big. It's like wow. a house. <laughs> That's amazing. So, <laughs> is it just uh, like playing any other keyboard? Or I mean, I will confess, organs look much the same as a piano. Um, no, but sure. I know there's a lot more to it because a piano doesn't have any knobs. 
Well, it's kind of different because the thing that I found, so because everyone, you know how everyone's got one of those, you know in share houses how everyone's got those kind of two-tier like um, Yamaha keyboards, you know, with the foot pedals yeah. and the beats, the beats, that kind of thing, right? So essentially it's kind of that, but then um, imagine, so four keyboards and over in a big room, each keyboard kind of conducts a different set of pipes in a different kind of area of the room. So if you want, I don't know, your violins or whatever it's like to come from the top left-hand corner, then you use a specific keyboard to kind of get it there, if that makes sense. Wow. That's... <clears throat> but then the thing that I kind of found the hardest about it was, you know how if you're playing like guitar or piano or whatever, and if you want it to be quiet, then you kind of play quieter, or if you want it to be loud, then you play louder. Um that organ's like it's not weighted at all so everything's either kind of on or off so to do your dynamic you kind of have to play with what you're playing as opposed to how you're playing it if that makes sense oh wow yeah that must be uh so yeah that kind of broke my brain about it that took me that took me like um a couple of weeks to kind of get my head around that really yeah i'm still trying to so how did did you, for instance, know what everything that this instrument was capable of before you started uh, working on the album, or was it a, a process of finding mm, out as you went I along? Kind of, or? It wasn't totally unfamiliar to me, like I said, because I had played on kind of variations of it before. Yeah. And because, um, so that organ, I think it's got three octaves of bass pedals, and because I'm quite... Because at home I play with bass pedals quite a bit, like what I'm playing with it. Yeah. That kind of physicality wasn't too foreign to me. But then, um, but yeah, I think in terms of, yeah, just being kind of, so, so each keyboard's got like, you know that, that saying, um, pulling out all the Yes. So I think that, that refers to an organ, if you pull out every single stop, i.e. Uh, those knobs, then it's like that's the loudest that we put as we go kind of thing yeah um and so you kind of build i think it's kind of what um old analog synthesizers were based on the same kind of things you can like build each keyboard build just down by pulling out the start yeah and so, and so i guess yeah so if you want to have like a quiet part in the song you only pull out two and so you kind of have to remember that for that part of the song you're going to play it on the top keyboard they've all got different names like chorus Grand. I can't even remember them anymore. Um, but yeah, so you kind of it's it's a lot more kind of physical than I guess what I had anticipated in kind of a good way. Yeah. yeah, see, I mean, certainly seeing the the size of the instrument yesterday uh, when I found out about the interview and started prepping and things, I was kind of blown. Aw- I'm still struggling to get my head around the fact that it could be a load-bearing instrument like it's an architectural sized yeah thing that somebody plays well it's uh, kind of all built into the so I think for the actual performance I've got like because it's all um, uh, digitised or whatever at the moment in part in that you can save your to say if you build your sound and you've got like I don't know whatever number of stops pulled out for whatever keyboard, it's like you can save your settings on a memory card on the extra instrument. Like I think it was maybe in the late 70s, early 80s. 
Like, I think it's been refurbished twice. Right. Um, so, yeah, so every, every time I sat down to practice or for the performance, I didn't have to, like, rebuild all the sounds. I could just load my settings that I had saved previously. Um, and then they've got, like, a portable console that's a, a replica of what's set up in the mezzanine. So then I think just to make it interesting so that people aren't just staring at the back of someone's head for, like, a concert, they pull the console down and kind of have it in the middle of the of the hall. Um but yeah, so if you look at the, the whole, like it's probably like, I don't know, be, I reckon 50 metres kind of wide in terms of, and, and all the pipes are in kind of different, like kind of temperature control rooms. And yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think I'm pretty sure they were developed when churches couldn't afford to have um, full orchestras anymore. Mm. So they had these kind of instruments that you could basically, yeah, I guess had the effect of it without it. But um, yeah, it was, I kind of didn't, I mean, look, a lot of life is, is wasted on me, Chris, like I don't take notice of extra stuff, but I was really like um, blown away by yeah, how impressive it is really, yeah. And so, did you get a grip on the instrument and then write an album for it, or did you have parts of this album in mind that you then brought uh, to this magnificent uh, instrument, I think, like, like I say, like I didn't stray in terms of like content and like um, songwriting. I didn't stray too far from kind of what I, you know, what my kind of expertise are or my yeah. skills are. But then, you no, know, like I sat down and definitely like wrote everything kind of fresh for that instrument. I think because. Yeah, because the dynamics are quite, um, what's the word I want, uh, prescriptive. So, like, you, you kind of had to work with it a little bit more closely. Than, but you couldn't, you, it wasn't as, say, on a piano, it wasn't, like, as, as malleable as a piano and that you can kind of, you know, make it do whatever you want kind of emotively. It was kind of like you really had to speak to what the instrument itself would do mm. but then also because it's so loud um, and there's no like I said there's no real kind of volume I mean you do kind of have a little bit of volume control but not heat um, I was really conscious of the fact that I had, like I didn't want to be that person that's, wear, that's wearing a really loud suit that's wearing them not the other way around if that makes sense Yeah. so, so I kind of had to be really like I was really conscious of the fact that I had to kind of make it my bitch as opposed to it make me its bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. From what I've heard of the album, I'm really surprised by the subtlety of it, especially seeing the instrument that it came from. It's yeah, like okay, yeah. seeing somebody well, like... tie a shoelace with a, robot, with a robotic hand or something. It's uh, <laughs> amazing. Like... Sorry? There's like a... Um... I think it's kind of like a bit of an extras for kind of organ nerds, but like there's a setting on it that you, oh, there's two settings on it that you can basically push, one which replicates, which takes it back to like its original kind of sound and setup, so whenever it was 147 years ago, and then there's the second setting which takes it back to the time before it was refurbished, which I think would have been, I think it was in the early 80s, but I could be wrong. Um, but then there's also this, so there's like the pedal that basically if you push it down, it, I use it a couple of times in the record, 
but that basically is the loudest of everything that that instrument can do. Like, and it's literally terrifying. Like, it's it, it like almost like you know vibrates the air kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that I had to just be again like you gotta. I was trying to be just kind of being aware of the fact that the tendency in loud bits would be always to use that but then also that's super fatiguing and like kind of the more you use it the less kind of effect it would have as well if that makes sense so like, yeah yeah I guess like walking that fine line between like what it can do but when but doing it in appropriate places to kind of punctuate it as opposed to like be a slave to it yeah well, I think uh, that you've done a great job of walking that line, um, because it's well, it's it's interesting because it's still very much identifiable. And I, full disclosure, I haven't heard the full album, but the tracks yeah. that I've heard are still very much identifiable as yours. Yeah, cool. Uh, rather than uh, an organ track that you happen to be on, or or something yeah, uh, like that. Oh, that's great. Um, so, uh, congrats, um, from, uh, for that one. Um, and thank you so much for your time this morning. I have just seen, uh, we've gone way (laughs) over our slot, uh, but thank you so much for your patience about getting you on the line. Really appreciate it. Uh, no worries. And I'm about to play the queen who stole the sky, the title track. Thank you, Sarah, and you. Uh, That was Sarah Mary Chadwick, who has just released a brand new album called The Queen Who Stole the Sky, the eponymous track I'm about to play now. You're on Radio 191 FM. This is the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. And I'm waiting in the wings To see what winter brings Cause the mornings always sting For and I'm fighting back the tears I've been fighting them for years That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.